Welcome to the Out of the Deep End podcast. Today is the first show in a series about resiliency, what it means, how you develop it, and how it will help you overcome the most difficult challenges in your life. I am Dr. JC Burnham. Give me just a few minutes and together we'll make a difference. Resiliency. We talk about resiliency um, with my athletes when I was coaching volleyball. How do you fight back when it seems like the other team is just going to demolish you? Or maybe they have demolished you and then you have another big game coming up. How do you bounce back from that defeat? And we talk about mental toughness and how athletes, when they're under the most pressure, when everything's on the line, they find a way to perform. Well, let me share with you a story that I would often share with my teams. It's called The Farmer and the Donkey. One day, a farmer's donkey fell down into a well. The animal cried piteously for hours as the farmer tried to figure out what to do. Finally, he decided the animal was old and the well needed to be covered up anyway. It just wasn't worth taking the time and the energy to retrieve the donkey. So he invited all of his neighbors to come over and help him. And they all grabbed shovels and began to shovel dirt into the well. At first, the donkey realized what was happening and cried horribly. Then, to everyone's amazement, he quieted down. A few shovel loads later, the farmer finally looked down into the well, and he was astonished at what he saw. With each shovel of dirt that hit his back, the donkey was doing something amazing. He would shake it off and step up. As the farmer's neighbors continued to shovel dirt on top of the animal, he would shake it off and step up. Pretty soon, everyone was amazed as the donkey stepped up over the ledge and out of the well and happily trotted off. The moral of the story Life is going to shovel dirt on you, all kinds of dirt from all kinds of places. The trick, getting out of the well seems to be shake it off and take a step up. Each of your troubles is a stepping stone. You can get out of the deepest well simply by stopping, never giving up, shaking it off, and stepping up. And so I like that story because the metaphor is quite clear. No matter how bad things get, you can always find a way to not let it get as, get as deeply into you as it possibly could or maybe even as it was intended. Shake it off and step up. So resiliency. This is the first in a series that we're going to take a look at what resiliency is, how we possibly can develop it, even if we have not had resiliency in the past, how you can actually start to develop some resiliency so that when you are faced with a difficult situation, you have some keys, some tools to help you to overcome those challenges. So to define resiliency, it is your ability to cope in a positive way with the ups and downs of everyday life. In other words, how well can you adapt when you have to face challenging circumstances? Or we can say it means to bend and not break. And given there are going to be life events 
that will overwhelm anyone. Could be the death of a loved one, could be a lost job, could be a natural disaster, a disease. Everybody in life at some point is going to have to face a very challenging circumstance. So resiliency means that you actually have a greater ability to deal with those challenging moments. And it doesn't mean it's not going to hurt. It doesn't mean you won't experience grief. But people who have a stronger sense of resiliency tend to cope with it and then recover quicker and get back to normal life than someone who doesn't really have resiliency. So we want to understand what resiliency is and then work on developing our own resiliency so that we can put it into play when we need it. Lauren Parsons is a New Zealand well-being author. Uh, You can find her on the web. And I like a metaphor that she gives. It's called the filling your bucket of resiliency. And what you do is you take a piece of paper, and on that piece of paper, you draw a big bucket. And then at the top, over the the bucket, write down all of those things that build you up or make you feel calm and confident. And then you can draw arrows going down into the bucket and you can draw those things on those lines if you want. It's a nice visualization. Then at the bottom, draw arrows falling out of the bucket or draining out of the bucket. And then write down anything that might challenge you, that doesn't build you up, that stresses you or gives you anxiety or keeps you from being calm, and confidence. Now, once you have this done, look at the top and look at the bottom and circle any of those things that stand out to you. For the top, what are some things that you aren't doing as regularly as you think that you could have? And then ask yourself, how can I get some of these things back into my life or how can I make them a larger part of my life? And then at the bottom, What are some of the things that you feel like you most want to work on? What habits might you form to reduce areas in your life that cause that stress and anxiety? And try to be very specific. Um, Refer back to the show where I talked about New Year's Eve resolutions and how we set goals, and particularly SMART goals. And then after two weeks... Go back and take a look at your bucket items again and ask yourself, well, have I been able to do what I said I wanted to do? In other words, did I increase the elements that made me calm and confident? And did I find a way to reduce any of those things that cause stress and anxiety? And then if your answers are yes or no, just reflect upon that and then ask yourself again, what goal can I set moving forward? Now, I mentioned earlier that everybody is going to face challenges. And since we're talking about resiliency, I want to share with you with a couple what I think are really good examples of resiliency and how we can actually use resiliency to help us. And remember, I'm not saying it's not going to make anything easier for you necessarily. It's not going to be less painful for you necessarily. But there still can be some good that comes out of your experience. 
And you may have heard of Roald Dahl, right? Famous author of children's books. He, he wrote Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, James and the Giant Peach, and Matilda, and, and some other works too. Now, what most people don't realize is Roald Dahl was a pilot in the Royal Air Force in World War II, and he nearly died in a horrific crash. So, first of all, he had to deal with this. And then later, he had a four-month-old son that his carriage was hit by a taxi, and his son developed bleeding into the brain and water on the brain, and he became brain damaged because of that accident. Not too long after that, his seven-year-old daughter Olivia died after contracting the measles. And then a couple years after that, his wife, Patricia Neal, she suffered from several strokes. So Roald Dahl wrote these amazing books that seem to get into the curious mind of children. And they're, they're beautiful and they're fun. And his inspiration and his ability to write actually grew out of some of his own personal traumatic experiences. He took those challenges and he used his money from some of his publications and he used his newfound desire to help people who were going through situations like him and he developed a medical valve that actually kept fluid from building up in the brain. And what an amazing contribution to medicine and to anybody who also had an accident like his son had had. So he actually took that re his re ability to show resilience and turn a very horrific situation into a positive. What a great man he was. Then he also wrote a guide to help people who suffered from strokes throughout their entire recovery phase. So his experience with his wife, he took that and he turned that into something beneficial to others. So that is a very amazing example of resiliency. Yes, he had grief. Yes, he had pain. No, it wasn't easy, but he still tried to make something positive out of him or out of his situation. Roald Dahl wrote in his memoir, a life is made up of a great number of small incidents and a small number of great ones. He also said, most of the really exciting things we do in our lives scare us to death, and they wouldn't be exciting if they didn't. So what he's really saying here is there are going to be maybe just a few opportunities for you to do something great. And yes, it's going to be scary, but go ahead and give it a shot. Make the most of whatever you can, even if it's coming from a very bad place. I also want to talk about a professor of mine at Stanford University, Joshua Moore. And I'm going to be quoting from an LA Times article um, from uh, 2021. And I'll post a link to this article in the show notes so that you can go and you can read the article in the in its entirety. Now, Joshua Moore is an amazing author, and he has an amazing story to tell. And uh, I want to share with you just a little bit of that interview and then something that he said in another interview. 
So Joshua's journey is about addiction and recovery. So he writes about his alcohol-fueled misdeeds and the harrowing scenes of drug abuse, and how his history and everything culminated into having three strokes before he turned 40. But there's more to his story. After moving with his family from San Francisco to Seattle, Joshua Moore suffers a fourth stroke, which he described as chillingly mundane. At home, he says, I was watching um, a film one afternoon, and my arm goes numb. And then he went to the doctors, he went through a round of treatment, and they told him that he was not likely to live past his 40s. And so at this point, he took it upon himself, said, I have some things I need to say. I need to finish this book or, or these projects that I've been working on. And he says, I wouldn't have written his book, Model Citizen, if I hadn't had the fourth stroke. In 2015, he learned that he had an eight millimeter hole in his heart, which dramatically increased the odds that a blood clot would form and travel to his brain. Then adding irony to the injury, after his surgery to repair his heart, he was prescribed fentanyl, which because of his history with drug abuse, he asked himself, how is it possible that I'm gonna be able to take this drug and not become addicted again. Um, the first half of his book, Model um, Citizen, covers all those territories as an, another book, Sirens, does. And it talks about his misadventures, um, how it can be jarring, and how he talks about like cocaine nosebleeds that interrupted teaching one of his writing classes, um, how he would have this sequence of stapling his body and his friends' bodies, and it kind of takes you back through just kind of the hor horrific journey of drug abuse. But the second half puts everything into a very different context. It's about the perils of being sober, yet at the same time being sick. And most poignantly, and, and the most favorite part for me of his writing, is about him being a father to a very young daughter because he realizes that he has something to lose and how that changed everything. Just a beautiful, beautiful story from a very beautiful man. From if you, There's a, an interview on behavioralcorner.com. Again, I'll place um, a link in the show notes. Joshua Moore says, I'm not trying to flog myself necessarily for the blunders and mistakes from when I was still dirty. I would argue that you know the current iteration of you and the current iteration of me wouldn't exist without the mistakes and blunders and the lessons either learned or not learned from our younger, wilder days. So just like Roald Dahl, Joshua Moore, his ability to show resiliency is by taking all of those bad experiences and turn the, turning them in to something good. Your need for resiliency is sometimes the product of your own choices, bad choices that we make, and then the consequences and the repercussions that we experience because of those bad choices. And sometimes 
our need for or your need for resiliency is simply the result of bad luck. A taxi that strikes a baby carriage, a car, a drunk driver, ice on the road, cancer. There are so many things in this world that hurt us. And sometimes it's unavoidable. I remember the story of a car that just comes to stop at a stop sign and a tree limb breaks off of the tree and falls onto her car and instantly kills her. Like what in the what are the odds that that could ever possibly happen and yet it actually happens. Being struck by lightning, it happens to people. But whatever it may be, the beauty of your human condition is that you become stronger and most able when you are most challenged. So you can take your trauma, you can take your challenges, and you can use them to fuel something amazing, something that you can create, you can give back, a perspective that people that aren't challenged have a hard time seeing. And for authors, for musicians, for people that are good at speaking, or maybe just being a good friend, it's amazing what a difference you can make in someone else's life if you can help them to perceive those challenges when everything in their life is going great. Because I'll be honest with you, it's easy for us to become more when we are not in a good place, right? When we have to reach in and use our resiliency, we appreciate it. We feel like we get stronger from it. But how does it affect people when they aren't challenged and then they can still perceive that world? They can have the empathy. So for my volleyball teams, this is what I hope that they would understand. You are going to be placed in a situation where you are going to be challenged. And you're on the court, there's a gym full of people watching you, and everybody is going to know how you cope with that adversity. And my hope for them is that they take a look at the story of the farmer and the donkey and they realize that they too can shake it off and they can step up. And that is my goal. That is my hope for you, no matter what happens, that you can find a way to work through the pain, work through the grief, work through the exhaustion, the doubt, and turn all of that energy, negative energy, into something positive you too can shake it off and step up. This is Dr. JC Burnham and the Out of the Deep End podcast, wishing you a blessed day.